Hello, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking podcast. This is episode number two, where I am joined by my beautiful and lovely wife, Annie. Hello. <laughs> uh, today, we'll be talking about how we met, kind of our journey towards eventually getting married. It's a Craigslist love story with some crazy Karen in between. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just start at the beginning. So Karen and I, at that point, we had been living together for quite a while, maybe over a year. Uh, we actually moved in somewhat recently before she tried to find someone. Um, so at our previous place, she already gave off a bunch of red flags, but no one I knew at the time was wealthy enough to move into this new luxury apartment. So the first month rent plus deposit plus last month rent ended up being like $13,000 in cash. And none of my other friends actually were wealthy enough or wanted to move at the time. And so she decided to put the living room up for rent without the consent of the landlord, which we didn't know. I didn't know, know at the time. Um, so I was moving to San Francisco for the first time. And I put up a Craigslist ad, which just said my age, female moving to San Francisco for the first time. And I got a whole bunch of like scam messages from there. But um, she happened to be one of the messages. And I FaceTimed her. So the first person who was going to move into our living room was this guy whose mom did not want him to move in for various reasons. Um, the second girl was someone who worked at Google. But I guess my roommate was giving bad vibes. Um, let's call her Karen. So Karen was giving off bad vibes and she decided not to move in. The third person fell through for various reasons I don't remember. And the fourth person, Annie, uh, eventually moved in uh, after a lot of debate between Karen and myself. Karen thought she was very sketchy. She's like, oh yeah, I found this girl through Craigslist. She's like Canadian, like seems like she's trying to scam us, whatever. I was telling her that, you know, I needed to get a visa. I'm about to get my visa. I'm going to get it like a few days later, but I wasn't going to send her payment until I got to San Francisco. So I can see how that came off a little sketchy. So it was actually very unlikely that we would have ever met, uh, especially because we're so different. Like Annie is very extroverted. I'm very introverted. We don't actually share that many hobbies. And so, yeah, it's like, I guess just extremely lucky for me. <laughs> She told me at the time that there was like the super nerdy guy that was also going to be rooming with us, um, but not to worry because he's super antisocial. I'll never talk to him ever. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Because at the time, my mom didn't really want me to room with any guys. So she was hoping for like a all female type of rooming situation. But so I went with it and then it was Frank. Yeah. And the only reason she said I was antisocial was because I didn't like her. So like in the other place that we lived together, I would try to be in the gym all the time or just be out and about because I didn't want to hang out with her. And it was like, she would low key try to hit on me. Um, she like invited me to a world trip with her for her birthday. She would randomly hug me all the time. Uh, she would fill up my biceps and like ask if like, oh, do you have a six pack? Like, can I see it? Uh, one time I was just like chilling in bed and then She's like, jumps into bed with me. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm naked. <laughs> uh, I wasn't actually naked, but I just wanted her to leave the room. Um, and then she like checks to make sure if I'm naked or not, which is very awkward. Um, but yeah, Karen was a very attractive young female. She worked in investment banking. She did Forex trading. Uh, I think eventually she got fired, which is why she did a bunch of sketchy stuff with a rooming situation yeah. later. So like after I moved into the apartment, she would sleep all day. And then during the 
sorry, she would sleep. Yeah, she would sleep all day, and then at night she would go down to like one of the office, like rental places or what are those called? Like meeting rooms, common meeting rooms, and she would stay there studying all night, which is like kind of weird. But because I I thought she was supposed to be working. Yeah, and she got this random guy. Let's call him Jack to help her study. So Jack was like a decent-looking dude. He worked in investment banking. Uh, he's young-ish, but like Karen usually had like three or four guys at the same time. Even at her old place, she was always seeing a bunch of dudes.、Uh, but like Jack was totally in love with her. He was willing to do whatever. And at that point, he'd actually already moved out of the city, but he would fly back specifically to like hang out with her and just be with her. Um, eventually, she like outcrazied him, and she would say things like, "Oh, if you ever break up with me, I'm gonna cut myself with scissors and say that you did it. Call the police on you."、Um, and like, he actually eventually left in like just a rage. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was like, I was going to work that morning, and then I hear the door close. So I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then I leave for work, and then I just see him like rushing to the elevator with no shoes on, and his like. Suitcase half open and just him like carrying it to the elevator. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty ridiculous.、Um, but like going back a bit in the story,、um, we actually met when I came back from a conference. So I, Annie just like moved into my living room like this random girl I never knew. Yeah.、Um, and yeah, I mean we kind of hit it off initially because of Pokemon Go. So like during that summer was when. Pokemon Go was like the huge craze; everyone was playing it. Annie's not actually super into Pokemon Go. No, like、well, I'm not po- into Pokemon, Pokemon, but I was、right. really into Pokemon Go. And yeah, I don't know. I think it was like when I moved in, we like talked a- for a couple of times, and then you just started hanging out in the living room, which is like where I, you know, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm forced to like talk to you about stuff, and like, oh, it was because you were like on your phone all the time, and then I think I was asking you what you were doing, and you were like, oh, I'm catching Pokemon or something, and I was like, oh, I play too. I'm pretty sure that's how. Yeah,、happened. and so like, so Annie did not just have like open living room. She actually had some dividers, and there was like a chair and like a beanbag outside. Like, barely. So any I, I wasn't in her room. I was like <laughs> sitting like right next to <laughs> next to the dividers the in the common area. <laughs> So our common area was maybe like the kitchen and like ten square feet of space. Yeah, we moved pretty fast from like when we first met until when we started dating was only three weeks, and so a lot happened in the three weeks. Like, I think I moved in on the Monday, and was it the Monday? Oh no, it was a no, Friday. Was Friday、yeah. Okay, so okay, it was a Friday. Frank just came back from a conference, conference.、Mm-hmm. so we talked for the first time that day. And then on Saturday, I was like hanging out in the afternoon, and you asked me if I wanted to watch a movie. Really, the next day? Yeah, the next、oh. day. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, so I was like, "Oh, sure."、Um, and so we watched the movie. And then after the movie, he was like, "Oh, do you want to go to the gym?" I was like, "Okay, I'll go to the gym." And at that point, it was like six or eight p.m. And so we go to the gym, we come back, and we, you know, eat shower and do whatever. Do whatever,、um, and then I was getting ready for bed because it's like at 10 p.m. at that point, I think.、Um, and then Frank like pokes his head out and he's like, "Do you want to watch another movie?"、And、I'm like, "Um, sure, I guess." And so we watch another movie, and the whole time we actually just talk about our values, which was interesting. To elaborate on this,、yeah. so like, <laughs> it, was, it was actually lucky on both of our parts because Annie is terrible at dating people. She like freezes up, and like getting to know her as a friend was really. 
easy. amazing and easy. I was just like saying whatever I want. Right. She was like very <laughs> natural. But then like once we officially started dating, she just kind of like clammed up and was like almost a completely different person. Yeah. And so like if that was my first impression of her, I would have been like, well, I'm not interested. Probably. Yeah. And like usually when I go on Tinder dates, like I'd be like, oh, hi, like, you know, tell me about yourself and which like in real life i'm never like that i like to talk about myself a lot so <laughs> a and i'm much. never interested about anyone else um so yeah anyways that night we talked about like our values like when we want to get married when we how many kids we wanted to have like if like you know we were religious or like really deep topics i, I definitely would not be talking to you know other people about on like the first date and so I think at that point, we established that the other person was dateable. Is that like a... Yeah, accurate? I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Um, so like for me, even at that point, most of the time I would try to date people to see if I would be interested in eventually marrying them. And so a lot of my relationships were actually pretty short because eventually I'd find out something. I'd be like, oh, this is like... Uh, Not marriage material. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like a deal breaker kind of thing. Okay. Um yeah. So at that point in San Francisco, I was actually talking to slash seeing like three or four different people. But within like a week or two, I kind of like cut all of those things off and was like only talking to Annie at that point. Like I even introduced her to my coworkers uh, very, very early on. To expand a bit more on that date, we spent a super long time together. Um, so I think like Annie said, we went to go watch a movie, like we worked out and then we it was like 10 p.m. And then we went to go eat at this really amazing place in like a fairly sketchy place of town, uh, part yeah, of town. Yeah, the Tenderloin. Yeah, it's kind of, it's semi-dangerous. There's like a lot of homeless people and like unhinged oh, yeah. people. I remember um, I was really afraid because everyone tells you like, avoid the tenderloin when you're in san francisco and like don't go out at night and then like literally the next day i go to san francisco frank's like let's go eat at tenderloin at like 10 p.m at night so i was like oh but you know what if there's like people out here attacking us and he's like no annie you gotta remember <laughs> we're gonna attack them <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I did say something like that um so we went to this really great korean place called coco bang um so even though tenderloin is semi-dangerous it's generally okay i don't actually know anyone that's gotten hurt there um, but you just kind of have to like watch where you step and stuff but they actually have really amazing food somehow uh, so after we ate there i was working at credit karma at the time and my workplace basically had like a full-time security guard you can go in there whenever you want it was generally stocked with like snacks beverages yeah we go like take backpacks full of food and like bring it home. <laughs> yeah we would make like a trip every week or so and just bring like backpacks and fill it up with like drinks and other stuff because they would refill it every single day um and we would actually hang out there a decent amount because they also had like a board game stash and it was just like a place with a really large common area that was in a semi-convenient location. Oh, yeah, we played ping pong there that one time with our friends oh yeah so we had <laughs> we had these two friends who were engaged at the time, um, Annie's friends actually, yeah. that she met through gymnastics, right? Yeah, high school gymnastics, which maybe she'll come on the podcast at yeah, one point. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, so we were playing ping pong and like at that point, I kind of knew that they were going to break up because like, okay, so Annie's like- No, I called it. I okay, called what, whatever. It. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> Annie is like really bad at ping pong and I'm like, okay. Um, and then they were both like- so they claim to be really good. They claim to be really good, but they were both like worse than me by a significant art margin, but probably better than Annie uh, yeah. by a decent margin. But like 
whenever either of them would make a mistake, they would just be like hating on each other so hard. They'd yeah. be like, what the hell? Like, and just giving each other so much crap. And I can tell that like, this is not what a healthy relationship looks like. We had just met. So it's like, we were much better at like teamwork or so. Yeah. Basically we ended up crushing them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Annie had like a huge inflated ego after that. She's like, oh, I'm so great at ping pong. Ha, no, ha, ha. I mean, no, afterwards I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, they're going to break up a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure that's all I got from that. Yeah. So like at this point we're kind of both interested in each other, but we're not like officially dating or anything. Um, and I think it starts off with like Annie mentioning, oh, I want to like go walk around San Francisco, whatever. And I kind of just like invite myself onto this walk. Yeah. I think this was still early in the week and we were planning to go on Saturday and on Tuesday was when like you came to get me at Marshall's and then told me that your um, co-workers wanted to meet me on Thursday and then Wednesday we were kind of hanging out and then Frank was like oh blah 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 my girlfriend loves this thing <laughs> and I was like I was just in shock and I think that's when you realized that like I liked you. I was like, you you have a girlfriend. Yeah. So at the time, uh, I was actually dating someone in an open relationship, and they lived in New York. So it wasn't the ideal situation. Um, but I guess like when you move to San Francisco, you just try a lot of new things. Like obviously, I would have preferred to date someone in like a let's get married type of way, but it just kind of ended up working out that way. Um, and so. We actually didn't start officially dating until Annie was like, oh, you have to break up with this girl first. Uh, like, I'm not going to see you while you're already in a relationship with someone else. Um, but yeah, in, we go on the walk and it's actually super miserable. It's like a, like Annie says, like 30 kilometer plus round trip all the way from like the east coast all the way to the west coast around like the outer edge of san francisco and it's just extremely windy that day like i'm wearing two sweatshirts and my nose is running the entire time i'm just like completely miserable <laughs> and so like we saw the palace of fine arts we grabbed some chocolate and was it hot Gar chocolate at Ghirardelli's. Ghirardelli's, yeah. Ghirardelli's, Ghirardelli's. I don't know. um and then at the very end of it we're both starving at this point and so we go into this korean place and I ask Annie, like, oh, like, I'll let you order because she's like, oh, yeah, I know what to eat. Like, leave it up to me. I'm going to get the most amazing thing. I'm like, okay, sweet. Yeah. And when you go <laughs> get Korean food, you order pork bone soup. I feel like everyone knows that. Like, what else do you order when you go to Korean food? Bulgogi, like uh, a <laughs> like, bowl. I feel like I've never had bulgogi like, prior to meeting you at a Korean restaurant. But yeah, like for people who don't know what pork bone soup is, it's literally what it sounds like. It's pork bones pork in a neck soup. bones. And so there's like a bunch yeah. of meat you have to pick out. And like, I didn't know how to eat it at all. And so I was just there sitting there like, oh my God, I can't even eat this food. <laughs> uh, but luckily, Annie graciously like picks out the meat for me so I can actually eat some food and not starve to death. Oh yeah, and you had like a deja vu in that moment. Oh yeah, in that moment, <laughs> I had a really... So whenever I get the feeling of deja vu, I always find it very weird and it gives me some anxiety because it's like, is this like future me or some sign in the universe telling me like something bad is going to happen? And I actually had that feeling when we were eating that soup but yeah uh, and you were telling me about how how it's like a really bad sign and then i'm like oh my god this relationship hasn't started yet <laughs> <laughs> after that i think we established that we both liked each other and 
And then the next day was when you were like, "Oh, I'm thinking about breaking up with my girlfriend in New York. I have a trip planned next, like on Tuesday." And I was like, "Oh, you should go break up with her in person." And so you left for a week. That was like the most miserable week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like having such terrible thoughts the entire time. Like, oh my god, you're so dumb. Like, why would you tell him to go and break up in person? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I come back. I we start dating officially,、um, and that's when Annie starts to get super awkward. Super awkward. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is this even the same person? Like, what happened? Because like she was really fun before. Like she was、yeah. normally. Um, and then once we started quote unquote dating, she just like I don't know completely clammed up. Yeah, because like he would try to like hold my hand in like the public, <laughs> <laughs> and like I haven't held anyone's hand in I don't know so many years. And I just thought it was so awkward and weird, and yeah. So then I would like be like, oh my god, that's so weird. Don't touch me. <laughs> Um, and then, so you said you almost like broke up with me at that point because I was just like so weird. I mean, we almost broke up so, so many, many times. times throughout our relationship. We were constantly fighting about one thing or another. Like you're dating someone for the first time, and you're living with them. I think that makes it really difficult. Like we were talking, we were having like fights about money, like within the first month of like being together. So the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Annie like <laughs> was super poor back then.、Um, she had like basically no money, and so a lot of the times if we would go shopping or something, and it was time to check out, and I would just kind of kind of bored, and I would just like wander off, and then she'd be、okay. forced to pay, and she'd be like, "What the hell? Like, why is this guy making me pay when I'm so poor?" <laughs> so like from my perspective, I'm not like poor, but when I go to the states, I like don't. Take any money with me. I literally take sixteen hundred dollars, which was my first month rent. I don't know why I was like so bad at planning, but I eventually ran out of money. I had to like borrow money from Frank、oh, yeah. within the first like two weeks of getting there, which is like super embarrassing for me. I totally But, forgot. <laughs> so then, so I like I'm the type of person that would just like want to do stuff for other people. So like within meeting the first few weeks, I would start cooking for him. I like I was making chili and salads and all these things. And like obviously him eating chicken broccoli for like the last year or so. He's like, oh,、um, if you cook, I'll buy all the groceries. So then we would go grocery shopping together. And like when it's time to pay, he would be nowhere to be found. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like stuck there paying. I feel bad asking you for money afterwards. Yeah, so like, I lent her five hundred dollars because I think she was short on rent or something.、Um, and six hundred, six hundred, and then also the reason I was eating eating basically just chicken and broccoli is because as a young dude, I was going to the gym like four or five times a week. I was not as bald as I am now,、um, and like looked a lot better, and just like. I think I was around one ninety back then,、um, but like a much better muscle mass to like body weight ratio, and so I think after meeting Annie, we just like that completely went to shit. Like、yeah. <laughs> Annie loved to eat ice cream, so we would go to eat. I never even ate ice cream before meeting her. Like I didn't、oh、even like、gosh. ice cream, but then we、yeah. started eating at all the ice cream places. Like every single ice cream place we would try out. And I just got like addicted to ice cream. I started eating so much like black sesame ice cream and all this other crap. Oh yeah, it was like this、um, place called Byright in San Francisco. They have really good ice cream.、Um, but do you remember the Uber Eats deals that we would get, where they like、oh, mess、yeah. up the codes? Yeah. So Uber Eats, 
this was back when they were still kind of just giving out codes and wasting all their VC money. This before they even went public. They were competing with Lyft for market share. And so they would constantly be giving out codes. And I would always try to find these codes and we would like abuse the code. So one of the codes is like $90 off a hundred for Uber helicopter ride yeah. for yeah. a specific Las event, Vegas. but it would work anywhere yeah. in California. So we ended up buying like a ton of ice we cream, bought $100 worth of ice so cream. much <laughs> ice cream. And that's in addition to us going out to eat and just eating stupid amounts of food. Like we were both eating probably two or three people's worth of food each for every meal. Like we would go out and we'd get like four or five dishes, which yeah. I think back, it's just honestly insane because now we eat maybe like one or two dishes between the two of us. Yeah. And we would finish everything too. Yeah. And it's not like we, so we start. I mean, I started to gain weight. I don't know if mm-hmm. Annie was gaining weight. Um, no, I was like losing weight because I don't know. I lose weight when I get into relationships. Yeah. I gain weight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Annie and I are now dating, um, and then we go out to eat one day, and Annie gets a text from our roommate, Karen. Mm. So I guess, like, we had known each other for, like, a month at a time, at this time. And so I, while, while we were eating, I got a text from Karen, and she was like, oh, can you please pay me utilities? And it's going to be $60. So I was telling Frank, like, oh, Karen texted me. She wants utilities. And the way that we had it set up was Frank actually was in charge of all of the bills. And then Karen would pay him and then ask me for money. So Frank was like, what? She asked you for money because she told me that, like, she was supposed to cover all of the utilities because I was so I was paying so much money in rent already. I was paying like sixteen hundred for the living room, and Karen had also told me that the place was a lot more expensive than it was actually. So she like kind of um, inflated the prices that everyone was was supposedly paying to make my sixteen hundred seem like it was a good deal. Yeah. So the total price I think was like forty nine hundred. It was forty six hundred, but she told me it was fifty four hundred. Something like that. But yeah. basically, like, um, what ended up happening is we also had a parking spot that she was renting out illegally to some random dude with like a Tesla, and she was charging him one thousand dollars a month for that parking spot, and then she was also overcharging Annie. Um, and so she, I think she, her rent ended up working out to be like only a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. per month. Uh, and like even though the place is called a two bedroom it was more like a one bedroom plus an office so like mine was the master bedroom um it's pretty decent size probably like 200 square foot plus an ensuite uh private bathroom and he had the living room her space was probably the, the biggest, biggest but yeah. it's like not as much privacy and she had to share a bathroom with karen so her place was probably like 250 to 300 ish yeah. maybe and then karen had this like tiny office space is maybe like 75 to 100 yeah. square feet i mean i think it's definitely considered a bedroom because it has like a window um mm, just so. really really small yeah, yeah, and it's like small it only had room for like a murphy bed which was like a double that came down from the wall uh murphy beds for people who don't know it basically you can push store it, it. Into the wall. yeah you yeah. can push it into the wall or else there's like no space there at all and so we basically like confront her about this being like hey you lied about this blah 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 like this yeah, is not... Frank was getting super mad because um, then he started asking me like how much I was paying. But yeah, basically we just found a bunch of inconsistencies in her story. And I guess like she never anticipated that we would actually talk to each talk, other or yeah. hang out just because I mainly tried to avoid her. Yeah, she yeah. basically responded with like, oh, Annie needs to move out by 
midnight tonight. Like, make sure all of her stuff is gone. And we're basically like, that's not going to happen. Like, she can yeah. just move into my room with me and then pay a reasonable rent. Um, and then, so at this point, she's probably not employed. She's like trying to get another job. And so, at this point, she starts threatening us with, with like, oh, I'm going to tell the landlord. I'm like, well, where are you going to tell him that you rented out the living room? Because she was basically the person who found all the tenants and did all the things yeah. and like signed all the documents. Yeah. And she was like trying to play it like Frank got his girlfriend to illegally living here when it was clearly her that like did all the communication. Like we have screenshots and like everything. And then she threatens to call the police on us. And I'm like, there's no way she's calling the police. And so she like calls the police and I'm thinking like, yeah, she's just pretending. But it turns out, no, she actually was calling the police and the police arrive. And I'm like, what the hell? Cause like at this point we're just kind of in our room chilling and Annie's like, oh, we should probably go out there and say something. Yeah. The police arrive. And then I was like, oh, I think we need to go out and like make it seem like we're normal people. Cause she said, I was like a crazy Canadian person, like threatening her life, like in her residence, like when I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah. And so basically we explained to the police the situation and it's pretty obvious that she's like Karen is lying at this point. And the police are kind of just like, okay, uh, well, we're not going to deal with this. If you want to like escalate, go file a complaint with like the civil authorities. Like this is clearly not within our jurisdiction. And eventually like the police wouldn't even come to our place anymore because she would call them so often and she became like infamous within our building because she would always call the police and even like the front desk people knew about her. Yeah, it's like so insane. Oh, and before she called the police, she like ripped your shirt. Basically what was happening is Annie had to go grab her stuff from their shared bathroom and Karen was not letting, like physically not letting her through. And me, I'm just like, well, I'm not going to let this like tiny girl stop me from getting this stuff, right? Uh, so I just kind of moved my way past her. But in that process, she like ripped my shirt up. And you were like, that's assault. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, what are you going to do about it? If you call the police, like, who are they going to believe, a girl or a guy? And yeah, so she was like, like threatening to injure herself. She's like, yeah, I'm going to like punch myself and say that you did it. Like, I dare you to <laughs> do something about it. And then I tried to like Venmo request her, like, hey, give me X amount of dollars for this oh, shirt. For sure. <laughs> but she obviously did not yeah. pay me back that money. Um, and, and then... Oh, the whole time she was like, so after we grabbed our stuff and like the police had come and gone, she was banging on the door. She was like, oh, my um, my mom's lawyer is on the phone. Like they need to talk to you, blah, blah. And later on, we found out that it was actually Jack that yeah. was pretending to be her lawyer. Yeah. And so another part of her lies was that like she was super rich and wealthy and that in China, her family owned like over $10 million in shopping stores and such. Um which was definitely not the case because one, when her parents actually came to visit, the, she didn't even put them up in a hotel or Airbnb or anything. They had to sleep on her like tiny little Murphy bed. And I was just thinking like, okay, if you're wealthy, like wouldn't you actually yeah. try to make them comfortable? So Karen had all these like really expensive like Chanel bags and stuff. And when she was like moving out at the end, um, I was like, all her bags were like sitting on the floor without duffel bags. Um, or dust bags and like next to the garbage so I immediately knew that those are fake <laughs> yeah uh, when she showed me all her bags and stuff I had no idea because I don't know anything about bags even up until like the very end she made our lives really difficult so when we move out because it's like a luxury condo you had to actually check out this special key to open up the garage and there's only one copy of that key and of course she would not give me that key to actually move out which is extremely annoying and so when we're moving out, 
I have to like basically call the front desk and coordinate with them to try and actually use the garage. Um, and like during this entire time, she's threatening our landlord. She's saying like, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to flood your place. I'm going to ruin all the walls and everything. I'm going to go back to China. Like there's no way you'll ever find me. <laughs> and so the landlord basically caves and he actually wasn't even supposed to be renting out the place to us. I found out later when I looked up his unit that he had bought it as a below market rate condo, which means that you're actually only supposed to live in it. You're not actually allowed to rent it out. And so this dude was actually living in like a much cheaper area and renting out his below market rate place illegally. So he was probably worried as well. Like he didn't want this to go to the authorities. He's like, oh yeah. shit, like let me try to get my lawyer and like threaten these guys with eviction. But I don't think he actually would have because it wouldn't have worked out for him. But Karen basically like scammed him out of another month's rent. She's like, oh, I'm going to find you a tenant. You have to pay me this fee. And she would also run up his lawyer bills by just talking on the phone for hours with his lawyers because she had nothing better to do. It's not like she was working or anything. Yeah. Like he didn't end up giving you your deposit, right? No, he actually ended up taking out a lot of it, but it was also because we did violate a lot of the moving out processes. So it was oh, like, um, there was some fees that I don't remember. Basically, like we didn't follow any of the proper guidelines just because of how rushed we were and trying to move out. And it was just kind of chaotic. And like Frank didn't want me to feel that. So like he didn't tell me this um, until <laughs> like much, much later. Yeah. Um, and then the landlord, man, screw that guy. I should out him. I'm going to find his name and <laughs> put his name up here. So everyone knows that this guy's a scummy landlord and he's cheating the law. Uh, if anyone watches this from the California <laughs> police department or housing administration, I don't know what jurisdiction this is under. Yeah. This guy's a look into him. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a fraud. Screw you, Kevin. <laughs> I remember what you did. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And so, yeah, I mean, we never really saw her after that. I think it was like, you had some... Oh, more... yeah. Jack reached out to me over LinkedIn afterwards. He wanted to make sure that even though that they have broken up, that she what she didn't cheat on him during the process. And t to my knowledge, she didn't, which is I what mean, I told him. She definitely did. Like, she was seeing so many dudes. Um, one dude in particular that was kind of interesting, uh, let's call him Adonis. He was like this pretty young, extremely fit tech vp and he was extremely popular so he would go out every single weekend to a club and bring home a different girl every time and eventually she gave care he gave karen an std and how she found out was she actually broke into his place and found the records of like medicines and stuff for this std and eventually she started stalking his place so when he would bring a girl over he would go she would go in there shouting being like get the hell out of here like i'm his girlfriend like what are you doing blah blah blah. so eventually adonis actually fell for her was like okay i'm willing to like break it off with these other people let's go exclusive whatever and at that point karen's like no i'm not interested anymore and kind of moved on um after she moved out she had gotten a position or she she claimed she had gotten a position at jp morgan in la but apparently she left that job pretty quickly and was in thailand for some reason and then we never heard of heard from her again after yeah, that. to give a perspective on what she looked like, when we lived in our previous condo, there is one point she was invited to a Playboy Bunny event as a model, which meant like she would go there and look pretty for everyone. She like showed this huge list of guidelines of like what she was supposed to wear, her makeup, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she also had like an extremely professional photoshopped picture of herself taken, mm -hmm. um, which 
Annie was very impressed by, I guess. Okay, from my perspective, that photo was like legit. Like she looked great, but when I had met her in person, she is probably a four out of ten for me. But like Even that with makeup and stuff. No, with makeup, she's probably like a eight or a nine. But she she's like not good looking without makeup. Like so not good looking. It's, I mean, I think that's a bit harsh. I think she looks normal without makeup. It was just like a very drastic transformation. So like people from her school, if they saw her walking around the city without makeup on, they wouldn't recognize her. Like they wouldn't say hi. And she said that she pretty much wore makeup like ninety nine percent of the time while in school. Um, and so like Karen was pretty much like a hurricane. She was very fierce, uh, but she left destruction in her wake. <laughs> and so. I mean, I have no idea what she's doing or what she's up to. But、um, regardless of everything that's happened, even though she was pretty much a terrible person and made our lives very difficult,、uh, hope she's doing well. And I think that's a good place to wrap up episode two. Like we have a lot more on our own story, like a lot more fights, a lot more like moved to a bunch of different places. You know, eventually got married. We now have two kids,、um, but we're. Phones. Running out of time for this episode. <laughs> yeah, we have we have adult responsibilities to get back to. So thank you everyone for watching. This was frankly speaking episode two. I'll see you all later. Bye. <laughs>